Good afternoon, guys. It is the 1st of January 2020. Wow. Happy New Year from me and my special guests. Two of them this time. Yes, I know I'm getting popular. <laughs> uh, I hope you had an amazing New Year yesterday and, you know, over the night we did. Um, but we did promise you a certain podcast about testimonies because a lot of people may listen to this podcast going like, yeah, yeah, whatever, this is like your religious beliefs. But actually, I want to share a few things and have my my guests share a few things. Um, I, I think, you know, um, remembering what God's done in your life is a powerful thing so that you know that he's, he's you know, he's able. So I want to introduce my my lovely guests so there's Saskia again like we did uh, two days ago and my lovely handsome hubby Hello. Gav unfortunately he's got a bit of a lurky so I'm going to let him go first so that he can relax and go back to uh, the, the the front room we're in the kitchen right now um because we felt you know we didn't want him to sit here too long and and um uh, hear us yakking but um, he's had some powerful testimonies in terms of what God's done in his life. So if you wanted to share them quickly, well, not quickly, but take your time. Well, one of them was when I was a little boy, uh, probably just a few weeks or months old. Um, I was born 10 weeks early. That left me brain damage and cerebral palsy. And I can remember um, one time a hand on my head. Well, no, going back a little bit. The nurse has said to my mum, get ready to spend the last night with your son, he's not going to be here tomorrow. And I can remember um, a hand on my head and a voice said, Gavin, it's not your time to come yet. People still love you and need you. And it was a man dressed in white. And in the Bible it says that Jesus is dressed in white, his robes reaching his feet. So for me that was good enough that that is Jesus depicted from the Bible. That was crystal clear enough evidence for me. And also, when I was in my early 20s, I um, had a windpipe condition where my windpipe would expand and contract, which meant my food would come up, back up um, every time I had a good meal. And this happened for years. When I was at my first ever church, and on Pentecost Sunday of all days, when the Holy Spirit is said to have come and descended upon the church to give us power, there was a guest speaker, and he said at the end of the service, someone has a problem with their digestive system. And he didn't lay hands on anybody, he wasn't a guest, he just spoke a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the best ways, really, because he didn't actually come up to me and lay hands on me, which was someone said that could have been faked. I just said inside myself, that's me, that's me, I'll take it. And I put my hand on my chest to receive it, thinking nothing of it. And then, the next day I woke up, had all of my cooked breakfast, the rest of my brothers and the rest of my sisters. And I've had good ever since, with no trouble. Apart from there's a couple of times when it's tried to come back, but I said, no, in Jesus' name, you won't come back. You'll never come back. I'm healed. So he still heals and delivers today. Take yeah. care. Brilliant. Thank you, my love. Back to your resting. Um, your phone has gone back to sleep. Typical. <laughs> so before we continue, I just want to say about that first um, testimony, this first, you know, sharing of um, God you know, speaking to someone as a baby. Um, as you hear this podcast, this man is 34 years old and he remembers it as it was yesterday. I mean, let's face it, who remembers this far back unless it was a poignant thing in your life? 
it wasn't something you could have faked as a baby. And um, what he always says to me is, you know, when he put his hand on me, he says, it's not your time to calm me yet. So basically, um, apparently at the time, someone turned his life support machine off and he did die for a couple of seconds. And that's when that man in white robes appeared and said that. And I think, you know, it's encouraging him to know that he was saying it's not your time to come yet, which means he will be one day with Jesus in heaven. And so will we. And so will you if you put your trust in him. And that's a really poignant, you know, very powerful testimony, which has encouraged me on many, many, many occasions. Um, yeah, just amazing, really. So I wanted to start with that, really, because I think that's one of the most powerful testimonies. And, uh, you know, you can argue that it, it could be any spiritual being but we know it is Jesus because of the man in white now what he didn't mention is that he'd forgotten about the man in white until a couple of years ago or last year even I think no a couple of years ago that's right until his mum reminded him of that so the fact that he didn't remember but he was reminded of it being a man in white it's it's another it's another you know proof that Jesus is who he says he is, because in the Bible he is, as Gav said, depicted as a man in white, a man in white robes. And, you know, we are going to have these white robes because we are justified by him. We have, we've been made righteous by him. And that's not religion, because religion is a, a list of do's and don'ts. And we don't feel like God gives us a list of do's and don'ts, do we, do we Saskia? Yeah. Um, I think what you'll find from our testimonies is that God is very much a God who's alive and who wants to encounter us, who wants to be with us and love us and be a father. You know, <clears throat> so many Christians pray our father in heaven. Wait, which father is distant and care, doesn't care? So many religious people say our father, but they don't really, really think about actually he is my father. So there we go. Um, I would love to hear from you, Saski, what was the first powerful thing God has ever done in your life? What's the defining thing in your life? Was it when we went to Marburg and you went with me to the church? Um, you know, you, 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 you certainly had a joy experience then. I don't know. Oh, there are so many things. I can't really <laughs> remember what was the first thing, but like, oh, I had so many good things happening mm. to me because I've got, oh. Yeah, there are so many. I can't count them even. It's, wow. <clears throat> I think, I think I'm trying to kind of um, compartmentalize them in different, in different you know, categories, um, or categorize them even. And I think, because Gav already mentioned a healing, I think I want to share a couple of healings with you. Um, this is a bit of a, a bit of a more delicate one, but I think for the sake of God, give, getting the glory, I will share it. Um, in my 20s, I was quite overweight, 
and I suffered with a hormone imbalance, possibly um, possibly polycystic ovaries or something like that, or just, you know, just a hormonal deficiency or something because of my weight and poor diet choices, which meant that the the normal cycle of the month was not happening for me as a woman. Um, it would happen very sporadically, and this took this was, I would say, six years. I've ex- I've experienced that six years for six years. I had very sporadic monthly cycles. Um, oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> um, so, uh, I one time I think it was um, goodness, nearly eight years ago. Well, seven and a half, seven and a bit years ago, let's say. I had this faith that God was going to heal um, this issue for me and even proved it symbolically that weekend by, weirdly enough, making two people independently put um, red sauce on my plate, um, which I, by the way, which I hate. Now, this is probably going to sound completely wacky to some, but I do still believe that God speaks through symbolism sometimes. And um, a friend of mine, you know, kind of spoke out what I already thought. He was saying, maybe it's a symbol for blood. And sure enough, I got prayer the next day. And the day after that, I had a visitor, as it were. And um, it's been good ever since. It's been good for more than six years now. Um, Very normal, very healthy. And I think, you know, that was before I lost the weight. So you can't just say, well... Did you maybe lose a lot of weight and um and and you know um that might be why no, it was before my gastric bypass, so I know it was God, I know it was God, and the fact that it happened directly the day after we got prayed for, I got prayed for again, I don't believe in coincidences um or as uh Corey ten Boom, one of the ladies of faith pre- pre- you know um one of the famous ladies of faith said. When I stop praying, coincidences stop happening. And I think, you know, there is no uh, coincidence. There is just God-incidence for me. Did you ever get healed, like, physically? Mm. I don't, uh, don't think so. But... Well, the other thing, um, well, we, we, we've been praying for people to get healed recently. And... Um, Mum-in-law has been healed of quite a few things recently. Um, she fell and hurt her back. Her back was healed thanks to us praying for her. And again, when we say it's us praying for her, we're saying we're not special, but we believe that God loves her. She's not a Christian yet. So we just kind of felt like, no, we're going to pray for you and it's going to go. There was an abscess in her tooth that she would have to go to the dentist for and spend money on. And thanks to us praying in Tesco's car park, okay? Nothing special about Tesco's car park. There was no anointed music playing in the background. There's no <laughs> church. It was just two people in you know, full faith. And she was healed. And again, it's nothing special about us. We're just open. We're just willing to be... We're just basically the vessels that give out what God's given us. You know, like the Bible says, freely you give, freely freely you receive, sorry. Now freely you give away. 
Okay. This is going to be a pretty obvious one, but what's the thing that sticks in your mind most powerfully about what God's done in your life? <laughs> Go on. What's the one thing that sticks in your mind? What's, what's the biggest memory you have of God moving powerfully in your life? Oh, there's so many things, but uh, just how, how like God like cares for the big things and the little things. Like, oh, when I had no... No money. We were praying, like in my training, we were like praying, praying in tongues for it. And then two days later, uh, my my my, um, my uh, father came around and said, "Oh, I'll give you two hundred euros as a um early Christmas uh, uh, birthday present." And like how he cared for me, getting a lift to the to the airport when we thought like, "Oh, there's no one bringing us." And just how in all my life, like God really cared for the big and the small things. Yeah. It is small things as well as the big things that he he cares for. <clears throat> um, I'm going to briefly share another powerful ex- experience I had, and then I think we'll finish with like inner inner healing because I think a lot of us yeah. need inner healing, and we've both experienced inner healing. Yeah. And while we will not tell you the details. I will tell you of a few instances, and Saskia can share one with you. Oh yeah, one very recent one. Yeah, very very recent. recent. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, um, interestingly, we were just talking about making a testimony po- a podcast two days ago, and there we are. We're having more to share already. Oh yeah. Um, and I think when you share testimonies, I genuinely think it stirs our faith, but it ho- hopefully. To those listening, and I really pray someone will listen and maybe give it a share because I think, you know, I'll be honest, it can be quite daunting going on a podcast, sharing something very personal about your faith journey because so many people are like, oh, for goodness sake, you know, stop sharing all your, you know, all the stuff, all the Christian stuff. But then I'm always saying, look, people are sharing so much about New Age and tarot readings and wow, this medium came through and said that and... You know, I can tell you time after time how God came through speaking something into my into our lives that then come that then come true, like with the house move. Um, in fact, I'm going to share a couple of quick things. Um, I think the the one thing that I'll never forget is in Bible school because it it was something that is so totally out of the norm. It is nothing. It is. It is nothing that I've ever seen before. And I was quite new in the faith at that point. We were in, we were, it was around Christmas time, 2007. I was just nearly 21 and I was in a discipleship training school, which is like a five month Bible school. And we were doing a mission outreach in uh, one of the squares in the the city that we wanted to go, that we, that we were, um, doing the Bible, the Bible school in. We were going to go to another city for an outreach, but it didn't happen. And so instead, we reached out in our own city where we lived or where we um, were for school anyway. We put up two tents and um, one of the tents, we put very low little chairs, low tables or cushions rather, Cushions and little tables, um, very oriental looking, uh, candles, and we served punch uh, without alcohol, tea and biscuits, and just invited anyone to come in. 
I think we were passing out flyers to invite people to this um part this um little tent and we passed it around at the Christmas market that was going on in another square and the other tent had artwork depicting Jesus and Christmas and I did a little poem about you know how how Jesus is being pushed out of Christmas and Christmas has become very commercialized etc etc which is a completely different subject um and I mentioned it before. But anyway, um, we, we did all that. And then we were doing our outreach. We had people in the tents. And they left. And suddenly, a storm happened. And it wasn't just like a little bit. It was, it was heavy rain and quite strong winds. And you had people practically hanging from the tent peg, pegs, trying to hold the tent together and, and trying to be very practical. And then you had me who, you know... When you can't see, you feel like even if you were trying to do anything practical, you would just be in the way. But praise God, we had a friend called Thomas who wasn't actually going to the school, but he was helping us at the at the outreach. Lovely, lovely guy. And he suddenly started sitting in the tent and started worshipping. Just a spontaneous worship. And so I thought, I'm going to join him because I've been praying for this outreach because I, there wasn't much I could do setting up the tents and stuff. So I was just praying for the outreach, praying in tongues, praying for the atmosphere, feeling the atmosphere. But then the storms came and we just sat in the tent, worshipping and praying and thanking the Lord and praying for the storm to go away. And the storm went away. Now, that is huge, if you really think about it. Um, it just suddenly happened, it just suddenly left. And everything returned to normal. More people came in for tea and biscuits and punch and chats. At the end of the night, our pastor came back to help us tear down the tents. And he said, I was led to pray for you at nine o'clock in the evening. And I saw the power of God over your tent like, like a wave. Just briefly for those who are not sure what, what I mean by seeing. Because I think this could be quite a confusing thing when and I'm going to mention about you know what God's showing me and what God's saying to me I'm probably going to have to go a different podcast about that because it's quite a different subject but when I say we saw or he saw this he saw that we we are speaking about most of the time okay there are people who actually see angels but for us most of the time when we say we saw God's power like a wave we saw this, we saw that we actually see it in our in our in our mind's eye in our imagination, but the imagination can be used by God and He can speak to us into our thoughts into our imaginations. I get thoughts, okay, literally thoughts that I know aren't for me, but some people literally see in their in their, in their mind's eye because they're more visual and they can see things. So when I was when I'm telling you this guy saw the wave of God, like the power of God, like a wave, literally in his mind's eye as he was praying, he saw it, and when he saw that power of God like a wave, and he felt led to pray, it was exactly the same time that we were praying for the storm to leave, and it left. Now again, coincidence? I really don't think so. Truly, don't think so. Um. One more quick story before we go to inner healing. I think, <coughs> excuse me, 
sometimes God gives us discernment and we can feel an atmosphere in places. Gavin and I have been had sorry had been trying to move from our flat um, for nearly five years. No, it wasn't nearly five years. It was pretty much five years, and we did get an offer for a, ha- a flat swap um, in two thousand and fifteen, and we viewed the flat in question, and immediately Gav liked it. Even our support worker was like, well, that looks quite nice. My spirit was screaming, something is wrong. Please get me out of here. There was something about the place that I did not like. I did not like anything I saw. And I just wanted to get out. And I said, I don't want to live there. I don't know what it is about this place, but I don't want to live there. It fell through where the people were quite shady anyway. But again... I think I could just tell something was wrong with the place. And and likewise, um, in reverse, when we were able to view this place in January for the first time, because the way this has come about is our friend and her husband, they married last year, they want to buy this place. They can't afford a mortgage just yet, so we're currently lodging, but we are literally getting the house to ourselves as much as possible Um. You know, it's not subletting, so don't worry. But it genuinely is an amazing setup. But they want to buy this place. And I, we, we viewed it. Um, they wanted us to, to, to have it. So we viewed it in January. And it was bizarre. It was like um, when we prayed for this house, we just felt strength and like the faith. And God even said to me, he said, there will be a few obstacles, but you will get this house. And I knew it. Again, when I say God said to me, it was a strong thought, a thought that was like, I knew it wasn't from me. Sometimes thoughts that are God thoughts, I can literally feel them in my stomach rather than thoughts that come from my head. Again, it's hard to explain, but biblically speaking, um, it was it's always talking about rivers of living water coming from your your heart or the old um, King James would, would actually... Um, translated from your belly now I think a lot lives in our stomach you know some people call it gut instinct but in our case we've got the Holy Spirit in this gut in our bellies in the core of our being and it's not the heart as in the the actual heart but it's the core of our being so oftentimes when I feel a strong sense that this thought isn't for me it's actually coming from my from my belly region very powerfully it's not always that way but it's often that way I know that it's God when that happens. And um, so he said to me that we will get this house, even if there's going to be a few obstacles. And there were a few obstacles. But when we prayed with our friend Jamie, Gav would always get the words June, June. It turned out that June was exactly the month we actually ended up moving here. And we do not look back. We're so grateful for this place. And so, you know, God provides housing and one thing I want to say about it, one last thing is I think I was mentioning this on one of my when mentioning this on one of my posts on Facebook yesterday. Never ever stop dreaming and stop using your imagination. Never ever stop using, you know. Never ever stop asking God for something. When I 
was asking God for a new house or a new flat. Really, I said, God, I'd love a place where I can host people with more space. And I'd love a garden. I have both these things now. And I didn't even expect, I thought we were going to go to another flat first and then like in a couple of years time or five years time, we'd be moving into a house or whatever. But to have a house now and having hosted quite a few people and inviting quite a few people to my birthday here and also having a garden in summer, it is exactly what I expected. We got everything we wanted and more. We even jokingly said to God, oh, we could do with two lose God. We got two lose now, okay? God cares about the smallest things. He does. He's a father. He's a father. He's not just a, a stern God. Right, that's me being yucky, yucky, yucky again, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I think, lastly, we'll share about inner healing. And I'm going to let you go first because, you know, I've been talking on it up. <laughs> Well, um, like ma- many times that like God was like really helping me go through things, but the p- most powerful thing was tonight as we were praying over each other for the new year, and like before I had so many like fears and negative imaginations and social anxiety and like feeling b- really bad about myself, but all that junk just came out of me straight out of me, and now I feel so free and so peaceful, and I have such a as I just. Such a calm uh, mind and imagination. And that is amazing. And guys, this this young lady sitting next to me, I've known her since I was in school. And to see her set free, forget Christmas presents. That, that was my best Christmas present ever. Someone I've known for, it'll be 15 years this year. Do you know that? Yeah, wow. Or oh, is it? No, was it, hang on. I don't want to talk rubbish. No, it's 14. Is it 14? Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, 15 it is. 15. <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's just so good to see. And it made my entire... Like, this is the best way I could imagine starting the year. Everything I mentioned to you we're going to do in terms of, um, you know, imagining for ourselves what the new year is going to be like, praying over each other, starting the year praying in the spirit no alcohol it's all it all happened exactly how we hoped it would go yeah. we even managed to find a radio station a christian radio station that was doing a countdown till 12 o'clock which is a relief because often we would be watching the telly um to get the countdown and obviously that's not really the atmosphere you want to be in when you want to pray for the new year so to find other christian who are like praying in the new year and to kind of just join in from your home, it was perfect. And they even took communion directly after um, 12 o'clock and we got to join in. That was just so poignant for me because it again, made me feel like we were part of a bigger family. And then we obviously prayed for each other and it was powerful. I think this, there's so many things I could tell you about inner healing. But I think this year has been um, very, very, very poignant for me and I don't even know where to start but there has been three incidents spaced pretty much two months apart each time it's almost like God saying right you've had quite a big uh, deliverance you need to now uh, rest for two months because that's been quite a lot you've got to let that settle and in August we went to if you're Christians you might know 
LL Grange or LL Ministries rather in um I think they've got a couple of campuses, a couple of buildings, but one of them is in Pierpoint, Surrey, which we went to in August. And um we I got prayed for and it was incredible. It was just like you know, again, live, living water, living, you know, things living inside, I think, bitterness and anger can often reside in your stomach. And conversely, Holy Spirit wants to live in your stomach. So guess what? If one moves in, ultimately, the other one hasn't got no room and he's got to get lost. Okay. If you've got bitterness and unforgiveness in your stomach, but you want the Holy Spirit to live in there, one of them has to leave because they're light and darkness. They can't live together at the end of the day. So anyway, the mark for me of deliverance always is, and it's different for anyone, like everyone don't, you know, when I share these things, exactly what's happened to me, don't expect the next time you get prayed for, you're going to get the same, I don't know, manifestations. You may feel nothing at all. You may get, you know, you may cough something out. You may... I don't know, uh, blow, breathe something out, you may cry. For me, the mark of a big, massive um, deliverance or, or just setting me free is when I, when I sob and I sob from my stomach and it's just like a belly wobbling. Um, the last time this happened was actually in December, like last month. I was in the bath and <laughs> I was literally sobbing so hard that I thought, Please, I don't want to overflow the bathroom. Please stop. <laughs> so, but anyway, the, the mark for me is always I sob my heart out when I get delivered. And when they then pray for me, for the Holy Spirit, to feel what's just been, uh, you know, cleared out, there is so much laughter and joy that comes in. It's almost like the whole weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And that and, and that's that's the mark for me. That's how God, you know, touches me. Again, it's different for everybody else. It's different for you know. It's don't like it's, it's not it's not a one size fits all at all. So anyway, that happened in August, and then she started praying for something that I hadn't even asked for. Bearing in mind, this lady was a complete stranger to me. She did not know my circumstances, and it was something that I wanted prayer for, but I felt it was too deep. Um, to go into in a 15 minutes ministry time and she just got there anyway without me even sharing and for me that was huge and I noticed a lot of the frustration with myself that I had prior was gone you know I could spill water on the floor and not be flipping mad at myself I would just say, oops, oh, well, that just happened, where instead of like saying you, you know, I'm not even going to say it, because the things we used to say to ourselves, say, Saski, we wouldn't yeah. say this to each other, would we? No, no. Never, but we'd say it to ourselves. Yeah. And I think, how many times have I said that to people? Don't treat, you know, if you wouldn't say it to your best friend, don't say it to you. But if you're programmed with that language, yeah. it takes God to touch you sovereignly yes. to really get that out of you. Um, and then again, again in October, I think a lot of the the self, the, the, you know, the, the anger and the controlling spirit was being was delivered, and the people, I think I mentioned that before, the people that were praying for me, were 
some really high up people in the ministry. My hubby and my friend, Saskia. <laughs> so, that was so powerful, so encouraging. <laughs> like, oh, wow. That was amazing. We don't have to go to some big name uh, preacher or anything. And I think God was showcasing this to me this year. The first delivery was deliverance was by a person who got who, who got trained in it. The second deliverance was by people who knew me but weren't trained. The third deliverance happened all by itself. All because I asked God to help me and save me from myself after something that happened. Again, I won't bore you with the details. So again, inner healing. I think God wants our hearts mm-hmm. and he wants us whole. So, I mean, like, we're never going to be perfect. But I think God wants us to have to be a vessel that doesn't it doesn't leak it doesn't want us to be broken um he wants us to be whole so we can be vessels of him and and share that you know there is someone who can go so much deeper than psych you know psychotherapists counselors Mm -hmm. doctors he can go so 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 much deeper and obviously when you're in when you heal on the inside you're outside you know doubtlessly your body isn't gonna like it's not it's not gonna be unchanged your body's not gonna say oh well you know I'm gonna stay the same because when your mind is happier it'll affect everything it'll affect your outside it'll affect like you know you love yourself more you treat yourself better and sometimes that means you don't you don't punish yourself by eating too much or not eating at all or 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 not caring for yourself you suddenly think I want to look after my skin I want to look after my hair I want to look after you know my weight not because I want to look like the next top model but rather to be healthy and and fulfill all God's purposes you suddenly think no actually I'm too um, God bought I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit so if Holy Spirit wants to live in me, then I deserve to be, to have the best body I can have. And that's, that starts becoming motivation. So like when it comes to um, New Year's resolutions, I don't make any. But what I do want to do is just be the best version of me. That includes spirit, soul and body. That includes, you know, seeking God, reading the Bible. That includes... Um, choosing to focus on the good things and God things and 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 things that glorify God and give me joy in him that is my spiritual my mental side but it also it also includes eating healthier without depriving myself if I want a pizza if I'm going out for my birthday or for a friend's birthday or for a date night or for a weekend away I will not deprive myself I will live by the 80-20 rule. And then I think that is healthy spirit, healthy mind, healthy body. So resolutions, I'm resolving not to make any. I'm just being the best version of me that God has created with God's help. You agree with that? Yes, I so agree with that. So doubtlessly, and, 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 and I think lastly, the biggest... Um, biggest thing that God's done in me lately and I mentioned it before is if you if you 
become filled with the spirit because something has been taken out that's been bothering you, that's been hindering you. More of God's love can flood in. If more of God's love can flood in, more of God's love can come out. Um, I was able to forgive people that I never thought I was going to forgive properly. I was able to lay on the floor yesterday to pray for someone who just, I would say, a month ago would annoy the crumpets out of me. Excuse my random <laughs> language there. Uh, you know, God's love, it's not fake. It's not, I'm going to try and fake it till I make it. It's not, I'm going to grit my teeth and love this person. It's actually, it's more than that. It's a sudden force of, no, I love that person, not because what they've done or not done. It's because God loves them and they are precious. Because God loves us that way. He, we have unbroken fellowship with him, not because we're all amazing and good and perfect, but rather because he chooses to love us and he chooses to see us through Jesus who died on our behalf so that we don't have to bear the penalty of our sin. And I think that is the most important thing to remember. So I know it's been another long one. Do you want to say one more thing before we... I'm just excited about all the things that uh, God has planned for us this this year. I know it will be really powerful and inspiring and uplifting and encouraging. Amen. And I, and I pray the same would, would be for you. Yes. Yeah, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would inspire and encourage the listeners um, to to believe that you are... You have the best plan for them. I you I saw it yesterday. Like um, if you picture a a shop, a shopping center, and it has two levels, and you know you can walk on one level and get all the goodies, but if you choose to go upstairs, you know where the best is, where God is, who's got the best for you. There are even better things to be experienced, and they're not always like you know, material things, but rather they're just life and peace and joy in God and, you know, fulfillment and purpose and, and fellowship and community. And I think they are much more important than anything that you can buy with money. Yes. So, Father, right now we pray for, again, for our, our listeners. I thank you for people who are going to listen to this. I thank you for those who just happened to stumble on this podcast and it, it's a seed. Even if only one person listens to it and gets blessed by it, then that to me is all I need. And I pray that you bless whoever listens to it. May all our words, all our testimonies fall on good ground. May they not be bothered by, oh my goodness, how long is this podcast? But rather may they be enthralled by not what I say, not what Saskia says, but what your presence imparts to them as they listen. And as bless them, bless their 2020. And may you encourage them to use their imagination, to use their, their, their mind's eye to paint a picture full of hope and peace and joy and righteousness and 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 make the world a better place because if they're happy on the inside they can radiate that to the outside and then people are gonna you know get blessed by them 
directly just because they're happier and more peaceful and can make the world a much better place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.